Hey, David. What's up? What is the shortest amount of time you've ever had a game installed and uninstalled on any of your consoles or PC? Oh. Uh, you know, probably like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, maybe. I think I've broken that record as you, uh, as you have no, cause you have a PlayStation The One of the free PlayStation games was Jurassic world evolution two. Yes. I had that game on for as long as the opening video sequence was. And I started the tutorial and the controllers were so janky and broken that I've already uninstalled it. It was oh. a waste of space on my hard drive. I believe it was seven total minutes running time. Well, you know what? It's more of a that's the problem with some of these games, right? Like they're designed for PC controls and then they have to release them out on, on console. So then so it gets trash. all janky. So trash. You know what's not going to be janky and what's that? not released on consoles? What's this episode <laughs> this episode of the Scene on the Cream Podcast. I've got to start this episode with a very special news bulletin. What's it's been that? a week. It's been a week and outside smells great again. It has rained for like three days straight. It is phenomenal here in southwestern Ontario again. We're oh, living. Yeah? yeah, we're living mm-hmm. life again. Well, you guess what? Northern Ontario has an air quality advisory because we're covered in smoke. Uh, we did. We've we that's so last week for us down here. It's crazy because like, well, I guess it's it's all kind of heading west now. Like five. Right? Like now down in. I guess that's. I hate that you didn't laugh at that. I'm so upset. Sorry, what did you say? I said like Fievel, you know, like the movie Fievel Goes West. Fievel Goes West, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, is this like a new term that is this like a new Southwestern Ontario slang that uh, I don't know about? Let let me be really real with you here, okay? So uh, at work, uh, for people who work with me, hello, what's up? our group chat for like our, our leadership group is filled with just bad puns and dad jokes. Right. Mm -hmm. And I I was proud of myself today because I, I made a comment about a table in our group chat. And my boss was just like, I've been waiting for this. I was like, would you say it was predictable? So like, like I got some laughs and whatever. And so I was like, boo, I got a poo emoji. And all that stuff, and then somebody's like, "No, you go, you go straight to uh, like straight to jail or whatever." I'm like, "I'm proud of the joke I just tabled," and one person got it. Mm. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys! But all we do is like bad puns, and it's great, and uh, it it kind of keeps things exciting and happy and fresh. Sure, yeah. uh, <laughs> but back to the weather. Uh, I I left <laughs> I left work today. I'm like. Man, it seems like very cloudy out, but my eyes hurt as if the sun is shining. So it yep. was kind of like the strange anomaly. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty smoky up here, uh, which kind of sucks because it's so nice out here normally. And we were making fun of everyone down southwestern Ontario and western United States for the last week. And now, now it's here to bite us in the butt. 
Yes, it is. So, uh, David, I guess we're just here to to talk about lawn care maintenance tools and pretty much everything else, right? So Actually, we don't really have a gaming show anymore. <laughs> speaking of lawn care, a few weeks ago, I uh, was trying to, or I guess in the early spring, I was trying to uh, bring my lawn back to life, like the Evanescent song. Yeah. So um, you're just laying on the ground. <laughs> bring me up! Yeah. Uh, so I... I put more like dirt and seed and all that stuff. And I water my lawn and I've created my own monster because I, my lawn is so lush now that it grows so, so thick that my lawnmower, I have to actually cut it at a much higher, uh, height. Yeah. Right. And then cut it twice just to get it down because it's just so thick and, and bunches up. Why don't you just use a mulching blade? Well, that's what I'm using. I'm mulching it. But because the the grass is so thick, it just gets kind of all caught and clumped up. So I've caused my own problems. But hey, my neighbor is now jealous of my lawn, though. Who wouldn't be? That's a nice, look- <laughs> that's a nice looking lawn. It is. It's a nice looking lawn. So. So. So uh, I was I've, I was laughing about this earlier. So um, we were we were on a drive out into the country the other night and I was like, What's that smell? It smells like fire. There's fire bands literally freaking everywhere. Yeah. Right. Everywhere on the side of this road, there's campfires, people having bonfires. I'm like, you guys are nuts. This is exactly why this stuff is happening. You guys are ridiculous. Like this is the one time you should go inside and play video games. We have, there's a fire ban up here too, which kind of sucks because it was the weather was just getting perfect for like those outdoor fires. And actually we had someone come into my (laughs) I'd be worried if you were having indoor fires. Well, like people have fireplaces inside their house. That's true, I guess. Right. In the winter. Um, so we had I had someone come into my work the other day who worked for the local fire authority. And this was an, and, and they were telling us how they had to come up and they were going to release a statement and, and start a fire ban. And I was like, oh, man, like I was really hoping to have a (laughs) a fire in my backyard this weekend. Like, nope, nothing. I'm like, what if there's literally no trees in my backyard or around where I would be having fires? Like, nope, absolutely not. I guess they take especially up here. They take up shit pretty seriously. You get in big trouble if if someone calls the cops on you and whatnot. Did you see that? um, The kind of island fireplace that was on sale at Costco this past week? I did, yes. Yeah, and they they keep reducing it because they can't sell it because there's fire bans literally everywhere. Now, are those things included in fire bans? Like if it's a if it's a propane fire table type thing? Because those I don't know because those don't burn the same as like a actual campfire or like fire pit, right? Because I think the big concern from having a fire pit or whatnot is like when you put stuff on there and then like the sparks and stuff like that or the floaty bits yeah. of flamey stuff but um i would love to get something like that i i finished my deck and i stained it the other day and now i just have to wait to put it i just have to put my gazebo up and soon i'll be able to enjoy outside but without a fire pit you can't you can't have the fire pit underneath the gazebo either that's just not intelligent no but you can get those uh you can get those like fire table things like the propane ones yeah you can but i can't (laughs) so so we are here to talk games this week, specifically games made by Ubisoft and games made by Microsoft uh, and all their subsidiary studios and See, Bethesda. 
we had the opportunity last week to watch or yeah i guess that was last week we talked about it that um that dull sony show and look 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 i know you probably already read the title which david made super cleverly and cheeky about how sony's bad and microsoft's good but the truth is sony set the bar so low for these presentations that even ubisoft had a better showing than sony and ubisoft and they showed off games that <laughs> sony already had and ubisoft is like notorious for showing off poor like poor quality games like games that just they they're notorious for showing off games early like gameplay videos early which doesn't look very good or showing off just cinematic trailers yes and somehow it managed to be better than sony mm-hmm. sony i'd like sony was a week ago and i don't fully remember it i remember spider-man yeah there That's wasn't it. a whole lot of uh interesting good things for but i remember all the reviews too being like sony's been underwhelming the bar is so low what are we looking at here right mm-hmm. so Starting with Ubisoft, we got the exclusive look at Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Meh. Right? I, like, when when they were walking through, I was like, oh, this is another movie video game. Well, it's funny because when was the last time that we had a video game based on a movie that wasn't Lego? Um... I don't know, like one of the old Spider-Mans, maybe you, Scorpion King. Like you can't really th- like, yeah, a Scorpion King. <laughs> Do you remember how bad that game was? Oh, yes. And I remember how bad the movie was, too. Um, but we've been done with movie based video games for some time. I think they were just always just like a big cash grab. They were always pretty low quality. You could tell like they that they were rushed from production and we're we're back to <laughs> movie based video games so this, yeah avatar frontiers of pandora this game looks like it was made for the beginning of the launch of this generation but also it just looks terrible i don't even know how to describe this game other than I wish I never saw the trailer. I'm just kidding. It's not that bad, but it's like, okay, if you make the world look good, that's great. But you're looking at a lot of elements that you would see and like, kind of reminds me a little bit of Anthem, how the movement is, which I know is a different studio mm-hmm. and arc. Um, I don't know. So you get to customize your flying dragon thing, though. I forget what they're called. Uh yeah, I don't know. Bird bird of bird. avatar. So bird things. Uh, the the, <laughs> the pre-order the pre-order for the game just uh went up earlier this week. And um the del- the collector's edition I'm I'm not, I don't think you've looked this up Sean, so don't look No, I haven't. It. Okay, so the collector's edition comes with a copy of the game. What I is it? The, uh, hold on. Let me. Uh, do I even see if it comes to the game? Uh, it doesn't. Oh yeah, premium steelbook with full game. Uh, an amp suit blueprint in A2 format. So it's just a book. A 128 page art book. Three set of 
set of three lithographs, a premium certificate of authenticity, a resistance field notebook and collector's packaging, and like a 35 centimeter statue of a Navi or whatever they're called. That game is going to be worth $250 and it is not going to be worth it. You just bought a pile of shit in a notebook. Uh, and the thing is, is you would be wrong. The pre-order, the cost in Canada, $299. You bought a $299 <laughs> notebook. I Three, just, I don't, yeah. Watching like, this cinematic trailer, like, you know, it's not gameplay footage, even though they're like trying to claim that it is like when he's walking down the tunnel, maybe, but it, it's, too cinematic which only means one thing from ubisoft the game is going to be trash it's going to be uh it's going to be remember watchdogs oh my god remember how good watchdogs looks or looked yeah i'm getting those vibes but i know someone who uh went out the moment uh, the prayers went live and dropped the three hundred dollars for the collector's edition so i haven't seen the price of it yet because it doesn't launch until the 16th uh, June, but Spider-Man 2's collector's edition includes a steelbook display case, full digital copy of PS5, uh, the PS5 game, a 19-inch collector statue, which is Miles and Peter attacking Venom, and you get two pre-order bon- bonuses, which is like early suit unlocks and three skill points to use at the beginning of the game, and a web grabber gadget. So, like, I think this is a conversation for another episode, but we are now in this world where most pre-order bonuses are cosmetic and that's not worth it. 229 like, US I would assume for uh Spider-Man 2 or it might be just 229 Canadian who knows but yeah. Pre-order bonuses are a scam. If I like sure if I want to pre-order it to get digital content that's cool like um the last good collector's edition I saw was probably God of War Ragnarok. That was a very nice collector's edition. Like my buddy has Thor's hammer. Oh yeah. Um, I mean the the fall was it Fallout Four? You got the Pip Boy. Yep. I mean I I never really bought like there's some collector's editions that are cool that I th- think would be cool to have, uh, but at the same time I can't justify dropping hundreds of dollars on something that is literally a game and a statue and some stuff that I'll never use or look at or, or really touch. Right. I don't uh, have to sp- like the desk space either. So it kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. And it, it just kind of sits there now. Like I have bought some collector's editions of stuff, but it was on a deep discount. Like I got the collector's edition of Batman. Uh, what was the third one in the trilogy? Not Arkham city, um, Arkham Knight. Was that the one that was in the little box that folded out? You got the book. It was for Xbox 360 and you got the Batman statue. It wasn't in a little box. It was in a big ass box, but it was a statue of Batman standing over Gotham City. And it looks super cool, but it's massive. And there's uh, LEDs in the city. So when you turn it on, he's like illuminated from the from below. It's super cool. cool. But guess what? I paid 60 bucks for it. Do you remember when Giant Tiger used to get games? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Walmart was clearing it out for $60 because the box just took up too much space and they just wanted to get rid of it. Yeah, I get that. So, but the thing is, it didn't. Did it come with the game? No, I don't even think it came with the game. Maybe it did. Yeah, it did. Because they were selling it at the same price. Like the, the base game at the same time was like 60 bucks. So anyway, so. 
uh, these collector's editions don't even make any sense. Now, I, I'm going to touch on <laughs> people. There's certain people though that only want to buy the collector's editions and stuff. Like they don't see, they 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 see the value. I don't know. It's like, do they like to burn money? Because uh, I know someone who just dropped, what was it like seven hundred dollars on Street Fighter Six? Look, there is. <laughs> Right, like, there is. Uh, I think there's a few different types of collectors. There's collectors that like to showcase their stuff. There's collectors who like to just keep things in boxes. There's collectors who are also potentially Twitch streamers who like to use it as a backdrop. Um, there's collectors like our boy Jay who has some of the stuff on display. He uses a lot of it in his vlogs or is like he mm-hmm. streams. There's a lot of different types of collectors. Like I'm a minimalist collector. Now I used to collect a lot more. I have maybe 15 Funko pops and like, they're just things that like are sentimental to me or like ones that have been given to me. Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to complete one like collection and that's it. I mean, I have a few Funkos uh, that are just, I thought were funny (laughs) or, you know, like thematic, like I have, uh, but I'm not a purist collector. Like I bought Funkos from target that were on like severe discount because the boxes were damaged. Well, like, you and I yeah, got the whatever. target exclusive, which is now here, the Grogu on the mound using the force. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, I gave you your Boba Fett. Did I not? You did. Yeah, you sure did. Um, I think the only ones that I have that are in like perfect condition are the Cara Dune ones that we got. Yeah. Which we hope pay off. What a what a weird investment. But let's get yeah. back to Ubisoft. <laughs> so we got to see another trailer of Prince of Persia animated. Because we've seen this trailer before, we're not going to talk about it. We just got to see it. Uh, the Division Resurgence will be a mobile game. They just showed off a CGI trailer. We have no idea what the hell that is or what it will be. We can assume it'll be kind of fun. Uh, the next game they showed off was something called... Uh, X Defiant, which literally looks like a Call of Duty Rainbow Six kind of baby, maybe kind of a little bit more like Rainbow Six and Valorant with the the kind of play style. It's like if you were going to a summer barbecue and all of your bros were drinking, but you were feeling kind of like you didn't want to get hammered on beer. So you brought Bacardi Breezers. Oh, (laughs) you wanted that sugar high yeah you're just like you know i want something a little sweet and enjoyable so i could keep going and then yeah my interest level is there it looks all right however tell me what you think this 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 game has to be free to play there's there's no way that you are releasing this game in a world where battlefield and call of duty and fortnite exist Hell, not even I, Battlefield, just like just Fortnite Call, of, Call of Duty. I would say Fortnite, Call of Duty, and you know what? Even Overwatch. Overwatch is still pretty big, isn't it? I will be, we'll talk about Overwatch in a bit, actually. Um, it has my attention. I'll, I'll say that. Um, they showed off Captain Laserhawk, which looked like a, an anime thriller. Don't really know. They didn't show any gameplay. It just. Oh, it's a Netflix series. That's why Ubisoft is making animes. Should have really watched that whole trailer. Uh, We get to see Assassin's Creed Nexus, which is a first person VR title. Now, they claim that it's going to be on MetaQuest 2, MetaQuest 3, and 
that's it. It does not say anything about PS VR, which is kind of crazy. It'll probably eventually come out for P- PS VR, but I think uh, if anything, if they were smart, they would just spend all of their their time developing for one platform and then porting it over. Yeah. Um, on a, a quick note, because I know we do plan on talking about the MetaQuest three eventually, I will be upgrading. That is quite 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 the upgrade. Um, will you? Yeah, but that's for another day. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna have to have a discussion, Sean, because I can't be having you upgrading and leaving me behind. So, yeah, we we will we will look into <laughs> it. But the problem is, like, you, when you and I bought, I bought, and then they discontinued my model. You have like, I believe you have an actual MetaQuest, right? I have an Oculus too. Uh, but like they're the same thing. Yeah, Yours they're the just, exact same. They just changed the name on the packaging and the minimum hard drive. Yeah, the the internal storage yeah yeah so like ours are same same but different but still same same Mm -hmm. um the biggest joke of the ubisoft presentation had to be the fact that we saw another skull and bones video (laughs) which is funny hey but the game is coming out they got a closed beta coming out on uh in august i'll tell you i will believe it when i see it until the game launches, and I'm talking the day it launches, I will not believe it's coming out. I know. I am very much over it. Um, What else did we get? We got Assassin's Creed Mirage. And there is going to be a gameplay demo coming out soon, which seems pretty cool. I'm, I'm okay with Assassin's Creed. I haven't really, like... I don't even think I got far enough into Origins to really appreciate it or Odyssey well, for that matter. This, did this one? Okay, hold on. Does this one return back to like the original Assassin's Creed style or is it still going to be like the open world RPG that they've switched to? I believe it's open world, but it's a prequel. Is it not? Oh, yeah. Okay. It takes place. That's where I was confused. It takes place like in the same time period or whatever as the first assassin's creed i guess or just before that but then it's open world remember when when uh, assassin's creed or when ubisoft stopped making assassin's creed games for a while because they're like oh the games got too repetitive we're going to go back to the drawing board take off take uh, like a few years off and release a new one and then they released uh assassin's creed origin and everyone thought it was amazing because it was like okay full open world rpg all that stuff then they released odyssey which i played that one was pretty good even though their accents were pretty funny um and then i think they're just that's the problem with like assassin's creed and call of duty and well a lot of ubisoft games is that it's the same formula just different skin so i mean people will buy the assassin's creed games the stories are always pretty interesting i guess and whatnot but uh, i mean i picked up assassin's creed valhalla i got it at launch of the ps5 and i haven't i haven't even played it yeah so you remember how badly i wanted to get origins because i was just really into a trailer i saw Mm -hmm. yeah never played it and it's free to play now if you have playstation plus oh yeah i mean if i were to pick between origins or odyssey i would play odyssey because the uh they they took what worked in Origins and improved on it. Odyssey was pretty good. There was there's a lot to do in that one, and that was a lot of fun. But anyway, like your Skyhawk, yeah. Um, 
Finally, we got to see the one of the biggest trailers of this weekend. I would say one um, of the most uh, anticipated games. Now right? it is. Like, like, well, now, like not counting Starfield and Spider-Man, I think one of the most anticipated third party developed games of the year since it was kind of rumored. And that would be I think we're talking about the same thing. Uh, the new Star Wars game. No, we're talking about Pal World. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But uh, we saw at the Xbox Game Showcase and then f- more at the uh, Ubisoft Forward, um, yep. Star Wars Outlaws, which is the upcoming Star Wars open world game uh, made by or developed by, what is it, Massive Games or something like that? Um. Uh, I don't who, remember seeing who? the tag on it, but I think it is Ubisoft and somebody else. It's uh, developed by. Hold on, I guess I'm just gonna skip to the end. Uh, yeah, massive, and they did um, the division. This game looks. It looks very clean and crisp. Yeah, like, well, like the division, which is good. But we actually got to see 11 minutes of gameplay. So the the trailer that they showed at the game Xbox game showcase was just a cinematic trailer which that in itself looked pretty cool but again cinematic trailers i remember when you you were watching it and you messaged me you're like you're gonna cream yourself and i'm like <laughs> what are you talking about and so then i uh i was actually in a, a jolly bee have you ever had jolly bee i have yeah it's okay but uh <laughs> i was watching it, this. It, it's not in the top like five of chicken yeah it was it might it be was, number five it was weird but uh anyway so i was in there and uh, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to load up this trailer because I'm going to watch it. So the excitement was there. But again, it was just a cinematic trailer, typical Ubisoft fashion, right? Yeah. Uh, but then we got to see, like, yeah, about 11 minutes of, of gameplay. And you could tell it was gameplay because it wasn't like the animation and stuff like that was still a little bit rough. The graphics were a little bit. Eh. You could tell that there is still some polishing to do. But the gameplay mechanics or like the, the variation and they looked pretty good. Yeah. Like, the I don't want to be too excited. Did they give a release date for it? Was it also fall? Uh, it's coming out. Yeah, it's coming out. Um, when is it coming out? Oh, it just says 2024. Oh, so, so at least we don't have to worry about that game coming out this October, like absolutely everything else. Yeah. Um, but here the, the thing about this game is that hopefully it it's kind of the story doesn't stray out and we get it like, Oh, you're secretly a Jedi. Uh, from what I can tell, it is like the, you're, you're playing this character who's like a smuggler and like trying to take on, like maybe even possibly like a bounty hunter of some sort, like taking on jobs for different, uh, crime gangs in the star Wars universe. You're it's Poe Dameron, but female. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it looks cool because it's it, hopefully this is my hopes for it. Hopefully it will just continue to explore like the non Jedi, non Empire, non Sith uh, aspect of the Star Wars universe. But I think you're always still going to get some sort of Empire stuff. Oh, absolutely. But like as long as you're not like <sighs> playing like it, it doesn't seem like it's going to be. Uh, the whole game where, oh, we're fighting the Empire. Like, sure, they're the cops of the universe, right? 
but it looks like there's going to be a lot of exploring worlds and and kind of I don't know. Yeah, her pet looks like uh, the pilot from uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Oh yeah, that's true. The same species. But what was super cool is like the your your partner is a uh, old battle droid, which is kind of cool. Um. Yeah, I don't know. The game looks pretty cool. So, am I going to appreciate this one? You're gonna I know that's it. the name of the game when we talk about these games, anyways. And we purposely didn't talk about any of the stuff from the early part of the showcase because we've seen all those games. Yeah. Here's the thing about especially Star Wars Outlaws. Um, do I want to pre order it? Yes and no. Like, I know that the game's going to be broken at launch because that's the name of the game for the last freaking 10 years. No, the name of the game is Star Wars Outlaws. Pay yeah, every new, game, every new game release is released like Super Bug and stuff like that. But at the same time, it was it's been developed by the company that created the Division and the, the Division 2. And we got the Division at launch. And yeah, it had some problems. Uh, but those were mostly server-based issues. So I have some faith in the developers to release a game that is, you know, playable and enjoyable. Um, is there going to be bugs? Absolutely, especially with any like open-world game or stuff like that. But how long has it been since we've had an open-world Star Wars game? Forever. Is exactly. It, isn't, I think isn't Kotor the only one? And, and that's that not even. Is, that's not even really open world. That's like uh, RPG. Like you go to sure the planets are big or the maps are pretty large where you're where you're exploring stuff, but you're not. Uh, you don't have the f- the same freedom that we have in our traditional sandboxy open world games. So, just being able to have that experience, I'm I want to play that at launch. I want to be able to sit down, hell, take a day off, <laughs> get the game, and. And play it all day, right? Here, here's the thing. A, if there's a collector's edition that's cool, I can guarantee you will buy it. Especially if it has some sort of vehicle or Star Wars um, iconic piece that you would just want to have as a collectible. That That's fairly safe to say. However, it's also a Star Wars game, which means it'll be in a bargain bin sooner rather than later. I'm counting down the days to get Jedi Survivor. I know it's going to be 50% off soon. Mm-hmm. It will happen. I mean, it, on top of that, Outlaws is going to be a Ubisoft game, so those games do discount fairly quickly. Um, but who knows? Like, if it's if it does super well, they might not discount the game significantly for a while. And I think the one thing that this game has going for it is that it's the first game of its kind, yeah, in the Star Wars universe. Right. So I don't know. I I'll I will definitely buy this game, maybe not necessarily at launch, but I will probably most likely depending on when it comes out, what time of the year it comes out. I will most likely buy the game within the first two months of its release. All right. But I will say on the condition of what a pre-order gets me, I would potentially pre-order this one. It's Agreed. different. I think we're kind of in like Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga territory with this one. Yeah, which like the, I just finally bought. Congratulations. 
Hey man, you know? the that was the deal of the century, man. It was a great deal. Thirty bucks for the entire the the whole game. Yeah. I mean, I had the collectors or the deluxe edition, which came with like a bunch of the DLC stuff, like the bow stuff. And then uh for May the fourth, I think it was for Star Wars Day, um they had the that second ten dollar pack, right? The, then yeah, the second pack for like ten bucks. I'm like, yeah, why not? Decent price. Hey, PlayStation um, Days of Play. It worked out. Yeah, so depending on depending on what you get for the pre-order, I might I'm so, I might pre-order it. So let me ask you the hard-hitting question then. Did Ubisoft or Ubisoft pass or fail? Was their showcase good or bad if you rated it out of five? I mean, out of everything that they showed, I would say that it was like, I don't know, a four out of five. Um, I, I was going to give them a three and a half, so same. Yeah, right around there. Because like, sure, we had some meh stuff like Prince of Persia and Avatar. Avatar um, but... For the most part, like the big games that they announced, like people are excited for Assassin's Creed. People are excited for Star Wars. Uh, you know what? They showed us again the 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 mystery game Skull and Bones that Sean doesn't believe it exists. So do you have I've been hurt before. I know. Um the game has to be different enough from Sea of Thieves for it to for it to do well at all. Um, so speaking of Sea of Thieves, we'll do that before we get into the first game they really showed off. Um, they are uh, Sea of Thieves is releasing a new um, DLC, which will be absolutely free to play because Sea of Thieves was also free to play. I'm um, called Monkey Island. I did not realize the community for Sea of Thieves was so large still. And oh, David, yeah. I will tell you straight up. I think the next thing we are streaming is Sea of Thieves. We're going to dive back in there. We are going to deep dive back into the 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 unknown. And like, I'm very excited to just sit down and play. I think it'd be a lot of fun, really. It'd be a good All time. Right. All right. Down? I'm down. Yeah, down? I'm down. So um, obviously you don't have to pre-order that one. And we will preface that absolutely everything here is coming out on Game Pass probably. So we will still pretend as we always do that anything doesn't like it is just pre-order wait for the review or hard pass because that's the way this game works. So we got to see a real trailer for the latest fable, which kind of looks like a reboot, but we're not entirely sure we didn't get to see enough, but is that okay. So in this trailer, and again, it was a, uh, uh, did it say in game footage, like in game engine? I, I, I think it said engine showing, but, uh, yeah. So in the trailer, um, the guy, okay, so it shows, it's like Jack, hold on, the giant from Jack and the Beanstalk or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but did you ever watch the IT crowd? Yeah, that's him, right? That has to be him. Is that him? I swear, I'm like, that's Richard, what is it, Richard Aoade or something like that? That totally looks like him. Oh, yeah. There you go. New Fable. <laughs> new favorite trailer starts. Starts Richard Aoade as a veggie loving giant. So, okay. I That's yeah, the first it, thing I thought of. It was weird that they were <laughs> pushing the vegetables. Yeah, weird. Super weird. But uh, you know what? It's been so long since we've had a Fable game. The last time that Fable was uh, 
being worked on was what fable legends um and i played the beta for that a little bit it was kind of shoddy and then it was canceled so did you ever play the fable games i played fable on my i want to say my 360 but that would have been like fable 3 i think it was yeah yeah i remember when fable 1 came out my buddy had it and then fable 2 came out and we both got it and they were they're great little action rpgs so i'm excited for this one um obviously for something like this i would want to see more gameplay to see kind of how it is um if they kind of go back to the roots of fable and what made it so fun and great um i can see this one being pretty pretty enjoyable so uh, and it was so, Dave's beanstalk. It wasn't Jack. That's what made it funnier. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, this so, is Dave. What's your thoughts? I will be waiting for the review. I like this isn't a game that I've ever really rushed out to mm-hmm. play. And I mean, my gaming money is very precious money now. So, yeah, the nice thing is in the world where I don't have to buy games because I pay for a subscription service, I'll be able to try it. Mm. Now it's a wait, it's a wait for a review. Yeah. If, if, and that's the thing with this one, like I want based off of the fable series, I could say that I would be inclined to purchase it at, at release or, or pre-order it almost. Yeah. Um, but I would want to see some gameplay before, right? Because I don't want to buy a game that is going to be like a Dark Souls like game <laughs> in the Fable universe. I I just would not enjoy that. So fair. Yeah. Um, next up, they showed Avowed, and I'm not going to lie to you, I forgot this title existed because I, I think we saw it last summer or two summers ago, and that was the big trailer reveal with the arrow that kind of flew through that um like the cave remember Mm -hmm. and when i saw the footage originally and it was like obsidian studios i was like holy crap are we getting oblivion like three like is that what's happening right now Mm because i totally forgot this game existed and then i saw that spider and the the magic book and i was like oh shit it's a vow i forgot about a vow yeah, because they they had the announced trailer two years ago, and you know when this game, it was supposed to be a tech demo for the Series X, right? I don't. I think it was supposed to be a lot, or like they showed that off in the original Series X showcase. They did. That was now, a COVID showcase. The th- that was the E three. <laughs> we sat at home. Oh my god! It is true. Here's my problem with this this game right now i think it looks cool i think it's going to be obviously it's just another like uh, elder scrolls clone kind of game right but i feel like we've been duped and that the graphics for this game have been dumbed down quite a bit if you go and watch the original trailer from two i just did that two years ago three years ago different Right. The game, like the trailer looks as if it is like almost game engine stuff. Like it doesn't look super, you know, CGI pre-rendered, especially like the the last quarter of it where it goes in like first person mode and all that stuff. And, and so then watching the trailer for 
avowed that they released or the gameplay trailer that they released uh, a few days ago. No. The trailer was in 2020. 2020. July 23rd, 2020. So this was one of the first games that we thought was coming out on the Series X because the Series X came out in November of 2020. Mm-hmm. So in the new trailer, there's this like weird lizard fish man who's talking and kind of narrating everything. But then it goes to like the world and it doesn't look anything spectacular. Um, yeah, it looks very dumbed down. It looks very kind of like this looks like Skyrim, but with it's obsidian. Know, some, so you're some... looking at like oblivion kind of thing. I don't think obsidian made Skyrim. No, Did no, they? but I'm saying it looks like the graphics are similar to to what Skyrim is with mods. <laughs> right? Oh, true. So that it looks a little bit better. Um Hell, even the logo for Avowed looks kind of, I don't know, it looks almost like cartoonish. So, you know, I was excited for this game when it was first announced because it's like, man, I want a game like that. It's been so long since we've had a legitimate game like that. And Obsidian makes great games. Um, But I'm definitely going to want to wait for some reviews or, or whatnot. Will I play it due to Game Pass? Absolutely. I might love it. Who knows? But... It just seems like I, I'm getting watchdog vibes from this one. That's Again, fair. Where, where we are shown a trailer of some sort and kind of led to believe that's what it looks like. And then it comes out and it's like, this is like the Sanic. <laughs> and, the, and Watch Dogs 2 was a launch title for both of us. We both got it with our Xboxes day one. That was the game yeah. we ordered. And I think I might have also had Call of Duty lined up. Yeah, I'm a sucker for Call of Duty. So yeah, you are. Um, So I'm at wait for the review for Avowed. Yeah, like I'm sure we'll I'll 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 dabble into it. Like if anything, I'd probably just if I had to buy it, I'd probably just wait for it to go on discount. So I'm not going to lie. The next game threw me for a little bit of a loop because we're seeing planes and helicopters and rescue teams and forest fires. And I was like, whoa, this is topical. This is very topical. And then we, I saw the, the patented Microsoft. I change seasons while the car or the plane is in the frame. And I was like, this isn't Forza Motorsports guys. This is flight simulator 2024. And I'm not going to lie. I want to play it. Well, you know, I was kind of, kind of surprised at this one. Because I thought that they would just be continuing to update Microsoft Flight Simulator. What is it? Flight Simulator 10 or something like that? The one from a few years ago? Like the the one that they had released. Yeah, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah. I figured that they would have just kept that game going and just re- kept releasing updates and stuff like that. But no, this is a completely different game. There's things to do aside from fly. Well, I know that, but they could have added that into the game. It looks it looks hella fun. Like if that's the case, like yeah, man, you can fly an A ten warthog. Can you shoot the gun? I sure hope so. Uh, <laughs> I'm more interested in like actually doing like the forest fire fighting. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of cool, considering we have games where you can cut grass and pressure wash walls. Mm-hmm. Now we have the ability to actually like do construction missions and mountain rescue. A, like there's some pretty cool things on here that you can do or transport a plane in a plane. 
there is aerial so construction. Much yeah, so it looks pretty cool. Like, I mean, you still need a pretty beefy computer to play this. Uh, you could probably play this on your computer, and I would actually recommend playing it on uh, PC with uh, a controller and keyboard. Uh, just because it's it's difficult to control, I, I find that it's difficult to play this game with just a key, which just I'm a keyboard. A stick. Yeah, just for Definitely. this game, <laughs> do it. But it will. It, so this one is interesting to me because it's coming out on both PC and Xbox Game Pass. The other so, one did too. Uh, I know, but there was like a time discrepancy on the last time, but these ones are going to be launched yeah, at the true. same time, which is cool. Well, you know what? It's probably like just the same, same game engine and all that stuff. Just they've, they've updated a little bit, but because Microsoft, Microsoft flight simulator looks great as it is already. Yeah. So this is just, they already have the game that can play on Xbox. So why not just release this on both? It's, it's a smart move. I've been looking for an excuse to buy like a wheel slash thrust stick. So, I might as well just do it now, you know, yeah. why not? Why not? This one's a big yes for me. I will be playing this one on launch. Yeah, it'll be fun. Maybe Microsoft. We should just put it that way. Play on launch slash um, pre-order. You mean you don't? Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just the way we've got to look at it. Yeah. Um, uh, Senua's Saga Hellblade 2. David, you're going to have to walk me through this one because this had so little interest in me. I went and got a snack. Uh, did you play Hellblade like the first game? No. It's a very like atmospheric game. Like it's actually designed uh, and it's recommended that you play the game with headphones on because they have uh, the, the audio processing or the way that they do the audio. It's uh, what's it called? Um spatial spatial audio right so um i didn't play too far into it because i don't know it kind of creeped me out a little bit uh, especially with headphones on and like playing you hear something like whisper into your like left ear right from behind you and it's like yeah that's creepy as fuck um but the game did well enough it looks phenomenal like it looks it looks really cool it looks not my vibe um, it's more of like an adventure, like I wouldn't necessarily say like puzzle game, but uh, an adventure game with monsters that you have to kill. <laughs> um, monsters. Yeah, like it's it looks pretty cool, though. Uh, it'll go on discount for sure. Um, I mean, I haven't played through the first one, so I can't really say that I would play this one. Um I don't know. People who've played it say that it's like the first one to say that's great. Yeah. Well, it's a pass for me, not because it doesn't look good. I'm just not interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, they showed off Forza Motorsport. They've gotten rid of the numbering system because we'd be at 5,328. However, they also highlighted that they have partnered with General Motors. And you can get the Cadillac V Series R and the Corvette E Ray as part of the roster. So that's nice. what they showed off. Um, for those who are aware or are not aware, the floors of motorsport games are not the open world that Horizon is. Um, you just kind of pick your tracks and go from there. You get to tune your cars. This I is wish, legitimate like track car racing. Yeah, I do wish that Forza had a little bit more freedom 
or driving around, but then it gets rid of the whole arcade feel. It's a simulator. You're this is the direct competitor to Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll play it. I play them all, but I don't play them long enough to like like I'm not a car enthusiast, but again, yeah. if I had a wheel that worked with my Xbox and my PC, this game would be fucking sweet. Well, uh, Sean, my local Walmart has the uh, Ferrari branded steering wheel. What's a Thrustmaster on for clearance for like 50 bucks. I can pick one up for you and I'll bring it down when I come visit in <laughs> in August. Send me a picture. I I I thought about buying one for myself just because like, if I'm going to play a, a sim racing game, it is a lot more enjoyable with an actual steering wheel. Yeah, but your Xbox is on your TV, not at your desk, right? So it's a little bit different. I at least can play with the steering wheel in the right spot and stuff. I can play with the steering wheel in the right spot. I just have to get a TV tray. Yeah, my my screen is slightly tilt, like angled, so it'd be tough, but... I'm sure you can make it work. Uh, I'm going to move this train along because Forza is a a winner for everyone. Um, Missing from the list but i just thought about it is city skylines 2 was shown off did you did you enjoy that trailer did you see it uh i might have skipped through the video and didn't and didn't see it um it's the first time we're getting like a a new version of this game which is phenomenally great um for those who have city skylines this is a pc game you do not want to play this on your console that would be it's just it's so hard to play this is just like uh jurassic park evolution it's a no, PC, that game sucks it's a pc no. game that they've ported onto consoles you always want to play these games on pc yeah i'm currently still running a city skylines game i uh i had a tsunami run through it not that long ago good times good times uh this one for me i will probably purchase because I believe in the DLC of these games. I think that that's what makes it more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, will I purchase it at launch? No, I will probably wait till there's a humble bundle. But I really enjoy these games. <laughs> it'll, so it'll show up on humble bundle at some point. I haven't seen a good humble bundle in a while. There hasn't been. Uh, next up, they showed off the Phantom Liberty's action packed trailer for Cyberpunk 2077. The game that died and then came back. I almost bought that the other day on Days of Play, too. Really? Because I don't actually have a physical. I don't have a copy of it. Oh, yeah, because you got it and then I think returned it or something like that. I did return it. Yeah, because um, EB Games at the time, which is now GameStop, R.I.P. EB. um, They had they had to open up returns for it and they they returned even the DLC and stuff that you would have got with it. Oh yeah, that's right. So I mean, I still had my my copy. I installed it the other I don't know a few months ago because like they finally released like the Xbox Series X uh, update, and uh, I started playing again, and then I stopped playing it. <laughs> that seems why. to be the like the story of Cyberpunk. Eh? It's either you're in or you're out. Yeah, like it was. I think part of it, like the the hype was there and it was so hyped up and then the launch was just so bad and i played it and it was so buggy and then i stopped and i was like i don't know i still just have a bad taste in my mouth from it you know what I game f- still gives me that vibe days gone oh yeah 
uh, completely out of order. However, um, I'm, I must have scrambled my list. Uh, Microsoft announces the Black Series S with a one terabyte for $349. If you don't want to buy the beefier one with a little bit more power and juice, this is a perfect console. Yeah, I mean, just for the space, the the one terabyte drive itself, uh, I mean, like, it fills up fast with modern games. Um, but for a digital only console, like if you were to, if you wanted to get something for like a, a second room, right. Um, and this would be a perfect option. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I looked at that. I was like, I could put this in the living room. Then I was like, no, I can't. Why would I do that? <laughs> um, we have persona five Royale and persona four coming out. The, sorry. Uh, hold on. The only, I want to just add the only thing that I thought would have been super cool for the this new xbox series s is if they made the fan shroud white i know that they're going with like carbon black so the whole thing's black but it would have been cool to kind of like have it alternate from the 512 gig model i don't know i hate to say this but white consoles end up looking like asshole they look so bad after a year like why what was the last I had the white 360 before it died an untimely death. And then I had the one, uh, the white series X, not series X, just the X bone. Well, the white, uh, the 360 wasn't really white. It was kind of like a smoker's yellow. Um, <laughs> what, what was that X bone called? It was the Xbox one S one X. The one S came out in white by default. But then there was, we got the Xbox One X Fallout Snow White Edition Fallout 76 bundle, which came with a white Xbox. I mean, I think they look cool, but I don't know. There's just something about the black consoles that. Black's easier to kind of hide. Yeah, it it goes with everything, right? Like white really stands out. Now, the PlayStation is ugly as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? The PlayStation was just ugly in general. Um, like my Xbox one X, I have the Scorpio edition. Uh, so it was like the launch title or the launch edition and it's black, but it has, um, I don't know, like, uh, painted, I don't know. It's painted. It's got like a, uh, image on it, but it's like little dots. So it's like, has a subtle gradient on it, oh, which is like pretty simple. cool. Right. So things like that are cool. I mean, my PS4 pro that I have, um, I have the white PS4 pro, uh, which bundle did I get? I don't know. I think, Oh, I got the GameStop exclusive bundle. So you can only get the white one at GameStop. Exclusive. Um, yeah. Um, but I installed, uh, a D brand skin on it. So it's actually marble, <laughs> which that, looks pretty cool. That's cool. Um, when, when it comes down to it, like, uh, my PlayStation four didn't survive. So I traded it. Right. Mm-hmm. It died. Mm-hmm. Um, back to games because we're almost done the list. Uh, persona has two new games coming to Xbox. As I said, persona five Royale, persona four golden and persona three portable, which means, uh, they're just ports of games that have come out already on PlayStation stuff. So whatever, yeah. we just got to see new trailers. Yeah. Don't care. Um, most or I would say probably one of the most interesting trailers I saw uh, the other day was Clockwork Revolution. Now, this is an in exile um, product. 
I watched that whole trailer believing we got a new Bioshock game. Yeah, I, it looks very I Bioshocky. Like even to like the riding the rails, steampunk, everything. It was very Bioshock. This game mm-hmm. looks very interesting to me. I think it'll be a lot of fun potentially. I I do like the mechanical aspect. Now, you don't really get from I guess it's like a first person RPG kind of. Yeah. Uh cuz games that Inexile has made in the past like they've been kind of uh more so on the CRPG like the turn-based RPGs. So Wasteland Remastered, Wasteland 3, The Bard's Tale, Torment, Tides of Numeria. You know, so a lot of classic RPG games. So this will be interesting to see how this one comes off. The story looks interesting. Um, steampunk, I've never really been like huge into steampunk, but this this atmosphere, this universe looks kind of cool. So Yeah, it, it's very neat looking. It kind of gives me a Fallout meets Bioshock vibe. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be cool. Um, this game, the next game that we're going to talk about. Um, actually, before I forget, because like it was so small, but there was another payday game coming out and the trailer looked terrible. Like, payday it 3. Just, yeah, it, it looks bad. Just, it's just it's just because they wanted to charge full price for a new game, but it's the same game. Yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah. It just looks awful. Um, like a dragon, uh, dragon, like, like a, a dragon. dragon, like a dragon. Um, infinite, you, I, I, like I, a I, dragon, infinite wealth. <laughs> this is essentially Yakuza. What is it? Uh, Yakuza nine. So that's what I thought. Yeah, I was like, oh, David will love this game. You know what? Uh, the funny thing is, is that uh, as much as I love the Yakuza games, I'm so far behind in the series. Um, that you had no idea what was going on. You're like, this guy's naked on a beach. Yeah, I know who the character is, all that stuff. But uh, I don't know anything about his character because um, I'm still like dabbling in some of the earlier games in the series. I think I, I actually the game that I'm playing in the whole like. Yakuza gameplay style, like the beat em up is. Uh, what's this one? Hold on, I have a case here. Fist of the North Star which is based off of an anime. Um, so, and it's, it's a shorter game, but I just dabble in that. And then the next one that I'm going to play is Yakuza Kiwami, which is a remake of the first game. <laughs> Cause I'd never played that one. So yeah, they showed us, a, a, I guess it's more of like a teaser trailer for this. When you think about it, cause they didn't show anything significant. He uh, wakes up on a beach or something like that. And he's uh, naked. And that's about the it. The whole trailer is just him being a pervert, being naked. Yeah. Played on Xbox. Um, yeah, which is actually that's probably the biggest thing because like I'm surprised that we saw this trailer on the Xbox showcase because these games have uh, historically been a Sony exclusive up until just recently, like within the last I want to say last maybe two years, if my memory serves me correct. Uh, all of the Yakuza games have only been on Xbox or sorry, on PlayStation. So the fact that the new game, the newest game in the franchise is being revealed on Xbox, Sony totally stumbled on that one. They could have. Yeah. Somebody should call Microsoft and get this game peeled off the Internet quickly. 
um, because that's <laughs> that's the rules. Um, speaking of Overwatch from earlier, Overwatch 2 is getting a new uh, hero, some first uh, story first missions, and it's also getting a co-op mode, which looks kind of cool. I love the trailer because it showed off Toronto. I thought that was really cool. I like they bring it up. That was neat. Mm-hmm. Let's play Overwatch. Why not? Um, South of Midnight. This trailer was so cool. It was a cinematic video trailer with this just 10 foot Skeletor dude playing the guitar. And he was like in a Louisiana swamp, just riffing away. Singing like and crooning. And uh, I would say a person with magical abilities comes out of nowhere, asks a question, looking for a creature. Boom. Creature comes out of nowhere. And then Q title South of Midnight. Yeah, <laughs> for for a trailer that showed absolutely nothing with gameplay uh, or I'm so intrigued anything. And I think it did its job, right? Because now you're going to look into this game and then hopefully the gameplay doesn't suck. She's <laughs> magic. Yeah. <laughs> um. The second last game that we're going to talk about also was interesting. Still wakes the deep. It felt kind of like a a survival type creepy game on an oil. Well, it is on an oil rig, Mm -hmm. but a lot of it is just maneuvering to get to safety from what I can see kind of gives me some outlast vibes a little bit. Um, it does say that the game is set in 1975 and it puts you in the shoes of an oil rig worker trying to survive some unknowable horror. So it, it's just outlast on an oil rig. Yeah. Now this I would mean, be cool in VR. It would. I just dislike the, the having to survive some horror thing. Like I, did you ever watch, what was it? Deep water horizon. Did you watch yeah, that movie? Like movie? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be cool. A movie or a game where it's like you have to survive on a some sort of rig that is like falling apart and and it's like more more so puzzle survival and stuff like that, which would be kind of cool. But I don't know. This see a little bit more gameplay. Like if it's one of those games where it's like some like creepy monsters chasing you and you have to run, I probably won't play it because that's scary. Fair. <laughs> um. All right. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. This game has been long awaited. This game is going to be the competitor to Spider-Man 2 and um, Tears of the Kingdom, The Legend of Zelda. We've got our first in-depth look at Starfield. The limited edition Starfield controller, which I might buy. And the headset, which also looks sick as fuck. Uh, Yeah. So let me talk about those controllers and headset before we deep dive into the game. I'm not one to buy a lot of controllers. I think the last special edition controller that I bought was the Xbox 20th anniversary one or whatever it was. Same. I have that one on a shelf. I will never play with it. Right. And I I was like, oh, I should play with this, but I, I haven't. (laughs) Um, But this and then I got the I forget what it's called, like the kind of golden carbon one for Christmas, which that's my controller to use. It's one of my favorite ones. 
it's a cool your, cool your luna one yeah the the luna one oh lunar shift that was what it was but this controller for starfield looks so cool it's beautiful it's got white with all these like different accents for like controls like it looks like a control panel on there the gold d-pad but the most interesting thing in the controller is the triggers uh they are transparent which this is the first controller that had some sort of transparency on like any amount of significant transparency. But not only that is that they have gold accents on the inside of the control, like of the triggers, right? So you can see that from the outside and then even the headset, it's white with gold accents. And I mean, I have the, I have the Xbox wireless headset and it's the same thing, right? It's the exact same thing. Just doesn't look as <laughs> doesn't look as cool. Like the Xbox wireless headset is black with some green accents. But you know what? I might uh, I might sell this bad boy and get the uh, Starfield one because it just looks so much cooler. Yeah, I'm thinking about selling my um, my Astro A20s, which I've never used um, just to, to get the that headset. And then use a headset that I have for my Xbox on my PlayStation. Solve problems mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. Um, the pre-order bonuses for Starfield are so stupid. The premium edition upgrade gives you uh, five days early access. Okay, it's a single player game. Why would I want that? Um, and it gives you a steel case uh, and a patch and some digital content constellation skin pack you get a soundtrack an art book shattered space for story expansion like sure if i'm pre-ordering it i get the game five days early because i pre-ordered it it's just gonna be like ragnarok that to me okay that's kind of worth it i get the game five days early if i buy it physical mm-hmm. um if you buy the deluxe it is five days early and you get the first story expansion. So they're giving you the first DLC for free. If you pre-order the game on deluxe or premium or Hold it's on. premium or premium. There's the digital premium edition. Then there's the premium upgrade. It's pretty much just the premium. Like that's what they're calling it. Premium. edition. That doesn't make sense. There's two premium digital premium upgrade and then premium edition. Oh, the physical copy or the digital copy. The main difference is that if you buy the physical copy, you get a steel book and a constellation patch, which is kind of cool, but you still require the base game. Oh, the constellation edition. That looks cool though. Cause it comes with a friggin' watch and a case nice. for the watch. Oh shit. And 249. Is it a smartwatch? I don't know. If it was a smartwatch, even better, but it probably isn't. Definitely is not. It's like the digital probably... game download is on a USB key. Yeah, I don't that's, know. What I don't. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know how that works, but uh, but then you get a steelbook display case for your shelf. Um, I don't know. Like it's already sold like, out everywhere. I know. I feel like for a game this this anticipated, like they're they don't need a lot of pre-order bonuses and stuff like that because the game's going to sell like crazy. Um, but I mean, the watch is kind of cool. I like watches, so 
Who knows? So, um, the one thing I was going to say about the game, because I know we don't have to spend a ton of time on it right now, is the combat looks really fun. It, it's like it's definitely got that Fallout 4 charm. Mm-hmm. I think they've also figured out a lot of things that they did wrong with Vault 76. And like, I know they, they've worked really hard to fix that game and a lot of people think it's actually one of the best fallout games to date however the fact that you have like this jet pack that you can kind of jump around and utilize gravity into your your advantage and how expansive is the world it kind of reminds me of no man's sky like you're Mm -hmm. you're in that one lunar system and then you like expand out and there's just so many planets and they said like the game will take forever to explore yeah, well, that's the thing is, and I don't know if it was in the initial release, like the the showcase, because they had the Bethesda or a Starfield uh, preview right at after the Xbox showcase. Um, but one of the things that they pointed out was like, if you're on a planet and you can see you can see the moon, right, orbiting, you could go to the moon and explore that. Yeah, which is crazy, right? Like I there. I think it's silly when they say like this game has been 20 years in the making because it hasn't the, really. The idea has been. But the idea, right? But, you know, I there's been nothing out there like it where you're, you're like, hmm, I want to go there. And you can Destiny go to that planet. Destiny kind of had that vibe. Minus oh. there was no free, um, like free travel, right? So yeah. um, there was free flight and then there was like hyperspace flight which was also kind of cool. And I sat there through that whole first trailer before you got to see the, um, the deep dive. And I was like, holy crap, can I just fly my ship wherever I want? And you can, you can, and you can get a smaller ship too. That's mm-hmm. fun too. And you, you, so this game, you had mentioned that you were going to buy it, even though it's available on game pass. hundred percent still buying it. Just, is that because you want to support Bethesda? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one thing that I've noticed on all of like the pre-order uh, imagery, like all the advertisements for that. So when it's like for the base game and the digital premium edition, it all, all of them say base game available day one on game pass base game included available day one on game pass uh, base game required to play sold everything for the upgrades, but they're not just advertising the game to purchase it. They're also advertising that the game is available on game pass, which is interesting because why I, I think I have, I've, I think I've stumbled across Microsoft's theory or I I think I figured out their kind of like decision-making and it's something you did not that long ago. What I I think, I think game pass has been designed now because it costs you 50 bucks for three months. Right. So you're two hundred dollars a year for Game mm-hmm. Pass, which is mm-hmm. double the price of PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think Game Pass has now created this model of try before you buy. Because unlike Rock, I'll use Rockstar as actually a solid example. Rockstar games every four months rotate on Game Pass. You get Red Dead Redemption 2 or you get Grand Theft Auto 5. You get one of the two. Mm-hmm. Right? What if you are really into the Red Dead story and it's off Game Pass June 30, June 30th, right? Gone. Bye-bye. See you. 
are you going to wait four months to continue the game? Or are you going to run out to the store and buy it? Are you going to buy it new? Are you going to buy it off a, um, I guess, a third party or a second? Like, what would you consider GameStop now? Because it's not really consignment. GameStop? It's, yeah, it's like a, it's like What's a, a third party retailer. A, 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 yeah, retailers. Yeah, <laughs> but like you're buying it used. So like, yeah, are you buying the game new? Or are you buying the game used? Or are you waiting for a deal? It's a Rockstar game. So brand new, it's still like thirty nine or forty dollars because it's a five year old game. With games like this there, I bet you most players that have played the Fallout 4s, the Fallout 3s, the fuck, even Vault 76. I bet you dollars to donuts more people have physical copies than you'd think because people like to support studios one way or another but there is a time limit on games on game pass and people who don't haven't had game pass for years like you and i aren't aware that games just come and go so in like there's there's if even if you buy the game digitally you own the game you can play it whenever you want so there's only one flaw in in this is that you're using you're you're talking about like a a non-microsoft owned company so rockstar right i'm just using it as an example as one that always rotates but bethesda with zenimax studios being owned by microsoft i can't see microsoft pulling bethesda games off of game pass why wouldn't you? Not, not even for, for a little bit. Not for a long time. Like they they advertise these to be on Game Pass. Now the thing is, is like when Game Pass first originally launched, they advertise it as a cl- library of a hundred games that rotates, right? Um, but they've stopped really doing that. Sure, games are coming come off Game Pass, but they're on there for for months at a time. True. Uh, and a lot of like the first party, like I. I would have to double check and do some research on there, but I'm pretty sure that since Microsoft's purchase of Bethesda and ZeniMax studios, those games have been on game pass and haven't come off and they probably don't have any plans for them to come off. Think about it though. If they want to sell more copies of or more subscriptions to game pass, why would they pull a game that is as expansive and immersive and massive as as Starfield, right? A game that someone could literally pour thousands upon thousands of hours into. Why would they pull that off of their subscription service? You're not you're not wrong, right? I just I feel as if there's some games that people are going to put money into. Now, I just did some quick maths based off the end of 2022. So, Microsoft was up 28% in overall subscribers and they clocked in just over 25 million people. Okay. $25 million or 25 million times 50. I'm going to use the number 50 because a three month subscription in Canada is 49.99. Right. I believe. Something like that. Yeah. If it's, if it's on sale, it's a little bit cheaper. That's $1,250,000,000. Oh, snap. That. They can afford that. Yeah. The, the, the thing, game like, cost to make $200 million. Right. And you know so, what? If, if people, if, and the thing is, if they're advertising that, oh, you can buy the game for, for a uh, hundred bucks. 
or it's available on Game Pass. Well, guess what? They're going to they're I think they're hoping that people will subscribe to Game Pass. They'll get the three month subscription and then they'll forget to cancel. Right. How many times do you sign up for a subscription service or something and then forget to (laughs) to cancel it? It happens a lot to a lot of people. So that's probably what's going to happen with this one. That that as as sleazy as a a way it is to get to to get revenue, I wouldn't put it past Microsoft, right? Like they're they are a business. Yeah, they want to make money, and if they're going to make money off of people forgetting to cancel a subscription, then that's how they're going to do it. But I I can't see Starfield coming off Game Pass anytime like remotely soon like my guess is that's going to be on there for a minimum a year before there's even any consideration of pulling it off starfield but i think it's going to be used as a major selling point for game pass for a long time uh what i will tell you is where they actually get people is the (laughs) 16.99 recurring credit card charge because if you're not paying attention just boom there it is 16 16 16 yeah. it's great yeah. I, i'm i'm a big fan of game pass in general um i like it a lot more than playstation plus solely because if there's a game removed from playstation uh it still pretends that it's there in your library because you've downloaded it and then you're like oh i want to play this oh i can't play this game you know what it's actually playstation has fucked me over <laughs> so many times with some of the digital copies of games that i have so uh, there's one game called Greedfall, and it's like a RPG that came out a while ago. It takes place in like I don't know. It's got like a like pirate kind of vibe to it, but with magic and shit. Yeah. Um, so it was released on uh, PlayStation Plus as a free game for the month, which was sweet. Okay, I added that to my library, and I have been subscribed to PlayStation Plus for years. Because I would get it for like a super deep discount. Um, And then when I switched over to um, like the PlayStation Plus Essential or sorry, premium because of my PlayStation Now subscription when it transferred over, they had the PlayStation 5 version of Greedfall on there. So but it was like the dual PS5, PS4 version. So I downloaded that one. And then they pulled Greedfall off of the library. And because it overwrote my my license on my controller, on my console or my account for this game, even though I have it in my library as a PlayStation Plus game, it won't let me play it because the game is no longer on their library for PlayStation Plus library or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like you said, with with Xbox, if a game comes off of Game Pass and you have if you have it installed on your system, you can still like it. It'll still show up there. You can load it up and it'll say you don't have the license for it. But if you remove it, like if you delete it, it doesn't stay in your library. Yep. Which is um, super so, smart. David, I got to ask before we go, um, Microsoft. Oh, well, Starfield, are you waiting for launch or are you in the pre-order kind of realm? I mean, I probably won't pre-order just because I don't really care about playing the game like five days early. If anything, those five days of seeing people post content and stuff on like that online is going to hype me up more for the game. And then I'll just get it at launch. 
Uh, Fair. I might not necessarily buy it at launch. I'll probably play it on Game Pass, but um, I could see myself paying for the game down the road to make sure that I have it, right? So, All right, so final two questions, and then we will wrap it. Uh, Out of five, how did Microsoft do? You know what? I'm going to have to say this was almost almost the perfect perfect showcase. Yeah, it uh it kind of hit everything. It gave some people some excitement. It uh it clearly learned from Sony's follies and it it did the simple thing Microsoft tends to do when it's backed into a corner and it's just show games. That's it. It showed games. There was really no Ritz, no anything. It just showed games. And I think that was important. They showed a lot of gameplay, which was also important. But the important, the the biggest thing is they showed games. That was it. So I give it a five. I don't usually hand out fives, but I'll give it a five because you gave Ubisoft a four. So <laughs> <laughs> the bar is already set. Now, finally, if you had to pick right now, and we've already seen a lot of Tears of the Kingdom, Oh shit. We never talked about the fact that Starfield is locked at 30 frames per second and people are pissed. People are pissed about that because everyone thinks that games need to be 60 frames per second. But, uh, you know what? I think with so or with, uh, Bethesda, they are going for visual fidelity. I would rather play a game that looks phenomenal. Like they're hyping this game up and let them make a game that looks amazing and have it run at 30 frames per second because how long have we we been playing games that at 30 frames per second and it hasn't ruined the gaming experience yeah not only that do you want your draw distance to be shorter because the frames are frame rates higher exactly like come on um okay so what we know about tears of the kingdom it's already out what we know about spider-man we saw or spider-man 2 we saw the trailer last week and this seems to be microsoft's entry in the we're playing for everything category at the game of the year awards. If you were to put your mm-hmm. money on one of the three games right now, David, what is your pick? And you can give me like a little explanation as to why for game of the year. Yep. This is, this is sight unseen. We know tears of the kingdom is out already and people are playing it, but the two biggest contenders from the other studios are going to be Spider-Man and they're going to be Starfield. I mean, like we know that Microsoft's or sorry, that Sony pays a lot of money to win awards. I could see I could see Spider-Man winning game of the year because it's an easy it's an easy win. Um, but if Starfield lives up to the hype, if they can live up to everything that they're promising, if it has as few bugs as possible at launch, I could see Starfield taking the win for that one and this so, isn't me being like a so or a microsoft fanboy or anything like that because i have every console i'll play whatever on anything it just comes down to the games like this is one of the most anticipated games for a very very long time and i i feel like that could definitely help uh i couldn't have said it better myself but i will try i i believe that a game like this should win game of the year if all things are equal however voters and sony are really upset about this game 
Therefore, I still think Tears of the Kingdom will win Game of the Year. Because the way voting works is if your guy isn't going to win, you throw away your vote. That's true. And Nintendo is going to walk away with this one because there's more Sony users and voters than there are Microsoft and Nintendo. And it's unfortunate because I do think Starfield has like Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 vibes. Like Bethesda has put every resource into this game. Mm -hmm. Do you think Insomniac spent the last seven years working on Spider-Man 2? No. Hell, the first time we saw a Starfield logo was five years ago. That's true. So we know. We know. The problem is, I think, based on absolutely everything we know and what David said about Sony trying to buy their votes and just how these games all shake out, Tears of the Kingdom will be the winner of Game of the Year today. June 15th. Or 16th, 16th, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what, man? The the Starfield watch. You got to look this thing. <laughs> it it looks sweet. I might be dropping the money on that one. Well, I can uh, walk over to my local GameStop and try and pre-order one. That's crazy. Yeah, I want this now. All right. So we want to know what you guys <laughs> think. We want to know, did you like the showcases? Do you think we're right? Do you think we're wrong? Do you think we like Microsoft way more than we like Sony? The answer will surprise you because it's it's pretty obvious. We love <laughs> <Nintendo>. <laughs> um, for myself, that Hansel's so hot right now. And David. He's so cool. We want to thank you all for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast.